Hello, everybody. A few weeks ago, I spoke to you about Brexit. And that generated a lot of comments from your side. And I would like to thank you for that, because I found a very interesting discussion between us emerged from that. Two things I would like to come back to in that connection. One was that somebody wrote, I had misunderstood the whole idea. It wasn't that the British or the English had anything against the rest of the Europeans. It was rather that they, the British, did not want to be told by them in Brussels what to do. Well, first, this basic idea of us and them, I believe, is at the basis of most disputes between persons, peoples, nations. And I think we should leave the, the basic idea of us and them behind. My Turkish teacher commented to me, for him, there were only two kinds of people, good ones and bad ones. And I think that is really something to think about. And then also, I think there was a fundamental misunderstanding of a democracy. A democracy is precisely not us and them. Because in each and every European country, we voted for our representatives, some of us. And those that we had elected then went into Parliament in Brussels and there decided, together with the others, all people elected in their countries to discuss and decide together. That is a vital ingredient of a democracy. So the basic idea of us and them is part of a dictatorship. Maybe we can think about that again. A few years ago, I visited Ypres in Belgium. It is a beautiful medieval town, worth visiting for that, but it's all fake. The town, the medieval town, was completely erased by German troops in the First World War, 1914 to 18, if you remember. The town houses a very good museum on the First World War, worth visiting. Then also, not far away, you can visit the trenches. And that, I think, is really the place in which you can best imagine what it must have been like for the soldiers in these muddy, dark, damp, claustrophobic places. I think you can really feel what it must have been like. Then, not far away, all around Ypres, are the cemeteries of the First World War. Mostly there are British soldiers, including the soldiers from the British colonies, Dutch, Belgians and Germans. The French soldiers are buried 
a little further down south near Verdun. This is, of course, the notorious Western Front, made famous, commemorated by an equally famous book, All Quiet on the Western Front, by Erich Maria Remarque, translated into 50 languages or more. If you haven't read it yet, it's still worth reading. You must go and have a look at these cemeteries. Each and every person should go there. There are rows and rows, hundreds on some cemeteries of crosses. On some cemeteries, even thousands, literally. The crosses, all the same, with the name of the soldier on it and the dates of birth and death. From that, you can understand that most of them were in their 20s when they were killed. There were also some women killed who had nursed the soldiers just behind the front. But the idea to commemorate what they had done only came up much later in their home countries. Do also visit, please, a German cemetery, because in contrast, you will see the two sides of a war. The British cemeteries commemorate the glory of war. The Germans, it's pity. And both is worth looking at and thinking about. I first became interested in the First World War when I wrote my PhD thesis on an English writer called Vera Britton. She had ardently greeted the First World War like nearly everybody in Europe when it started and then became, in contrast, an equally ardent pacifist in the Second World War, having lost in the first her fiancé, two close male friends, and in the last days of the war, her only much-beloved brother. Then she fought a severe depression for years. And that depression, reading about that depression of hers, made me think and realize the depression that my mother had been in more or less her whole life. She had married in the Second World War, that is, at 20 and became a widow at 21. The First World War was called by its contemporaries the War to End All Wars. Only 21 years later, German troops marched through Belgium again. This time, Second World War now, this time, Nobody said this is the, the war to end all wars. But you know, it may have been just that for us in Europe. Because we, most of us, unfortunately not all, not all, but most of us in Europe have lived in peace with each other 
for the past 76 years. That's an incredible long time, isn't it? And so, please think about that. Whenever you get angry about them in Brussels, whenever you think you want your own currency back or your own stamps, whenever you are angry about whatever goes wrong in Brussels, think about it. The European Union is about peace and nothing else. So, no, we need a stronger EU, not a weaker one. We got to talk to each other to evade wars. And particularly the, the young generations I would like to now talk to, this project of peace is in your hands now. And I would very much like you to always remember that. Bye.